Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's program. You are listening to Calvary Live, and I'm your host for the next hour, Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley in northern Colorado. And I am here ready to take your call. As you just heard the number, you can call in, be a part of the program, ask questions, or give prayer requests. And that number is 303-690-3000. So grab one of those open lines and let's go to the Word of God together. Let's go uh, to His truth, uh, His guidance, uh, His Word. And I know that it will be a tremendous blessing. What a privilege it is for us to be able to go to the Scriptures, to get answers, to be comforted, um, to be able to uh, gain wisdom. Uh, there's a difference between godly wisdom and worldly wisdom. And we have the privilege to be able to look at godly wisdom and, and to be able to go to Scripture and get the answers that we need. So I'll do my very best as you ask questions. Maybe your Bible reading has brought up a question or perhaps a, a study you heard or maybe you got a question about Christian living. Give me a call, 303-690-3000 here on Calvary Live. There is another means for you to be able to ask a question and and a, give a prayer request, as most of you know. But I'm going to give you a second number. is the dedicated text line for texting only. Uh, no one's going to answer that, that line, uh, but you can text in a question. And as we have time uh, towards, you know, uh, any time during the, the show, uh, we'll go to those text questions and prayer requests. And that number is 720 336 0897 I'll repeat those numbers throughout the program. But welcome, welcome on this summer day. It's hot along the Front Range here in Colorado, so I want to welcome all the Grace FM listeners and those of you who are listening down in southern Colorado, in Pueblo and Fountain, uh, Colorado Springs area. Uh, also, I want to welcome all those in northern Colorado from Castle Rock and the metro area all the way up into southern Wyoming, uh, Laramie, and Cheyenne. Give me a call, 303-690-3000. You are listening live uh, to today's program. But I also want to welcome those who are listening on the East Coast on Hope FM and Truth FM. Uh, you are a week delayed in the program that you are listening to, but you can call at that number, 303-690-3000, Someone will answer, and we'll have our conversation and uh, or be able to pray with you if you got a prayer request. And then next week it will air on uh, your station, and so you get to listen to uh, what was said and in, in the conversation. But we want to bless you. Uh, this show is to honor the Lord, to go to His Word, uh, to be able to bless you and the uh, listener. And as you call in for questions, oftentimes... You may be asking a question that other people are wondering about. Uh, so this show is not only to converse with those who are calling in, and it is that. 
and primarily we're going to be ministering to the person who calls in, but also it reaches so many other people that are thinking, I needed to hear that word. I, I was wondering about that. Uh, I need similar prayer. Um, that really ministers to me, and that's what we hear about Calvary Live. And so the Lord wants to do a tremendous work, uh, and he desires to uh, just bless everyone who's tuned in this afternoon to Calvary Live. So we got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000. Let me know you're there. Uh, let's talk about the things of the Lord. An hour goes by very, very quickly, and so we have this opportunity to be able to talk about the things of the Lord. Let's go ahead and let's go to Carol in Denver. Hi, Carol. Hello. Um, How are doing, you? Doing good. Um, good. Doing a study through Ezekiel in the last part, I want to say like chapters 32 through 38, um, there was some talking about um, sacrifice again in a new temple, and a couple of commentaries I read um, said that there was going to be sacrifice during the millennial reign of Christ. Um, and that's something I've never heard before. Is that true? Yeah, that's what Ezekiel uh, talks about as you get into those chapters from uh, after chapter 38 and 39. It talks about uh, the uh, war of Gog and Magog and, uh, and all of that. Uh, we know that uh, there is going to be the Millennial Temple. And as there is... You know the 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 Millennium Temple there is going to be magnificent. There's there's four temples. People get very confused. So not to be uh, redundant or anything, but uh, people read about Carol the Temple. There was the first temple destroyed uh, that Solomon built in the Old Testament. The second temple after Jesus. Then there's going to be a third temple that's going to be standing in the uh, the tribulation period called the Tribulation Temple. That's going to be standing for a short time that will be destroyed and then there's going to be a millennium temple and what we see is we see the priests the levites uh, that are ministering and we see the sacrifices that are there and during the sacrifice of the millennium reign when you first read it when i was reading it i was thinking well this really why would there be that you know sacrifices that are taking place when you have like in the book of hebrews that the author of Hebrews is very much is trying to press the point and does press the point um, is why, you know, Jesus came. It, he was the final sacrifice, right? Mm -hmm. So the old uh, sacrifices, um, the Old Testament sacrifices weren't enough. So, uh, you know, the question is, why is there these sacrifices in the millennium? And the best guess that I have is, and what scholars are saying, uh, is because it's a memorial. Um, somehow it's a memorial uh, to what, um, y you know, we have. And that's about, you know, as good an answer as I can give <laughs> is that it's a memorial um, somehow. And, uh, you know, reaching back to... to you know, what was done. So, um, you know, I'd have to look at that a little bit better to give a little bit better answer. But I think that's what you'll find is a lot of them say it's, it's you know, a memorial of some sort that has taken place there in the Millennium Reign. Okay, thank you so much. Yeah, it's kind of interesting text, isn't it? 
it was something I had never heard before. So it was it was a little bit of a shocker. Well, well it is, and but it is going to take place um, in the millennium reign. So anyway, um, uh, it's something worth studying uh, and looking further at. And um, so, what I the best I've read is some kind of memorial that's going to be taking place. And, okay. Um, all right. Well, sounds great. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Good question, Carol. You know, there's some really um, difficult questions that can come up. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's interesting that that's going to happen uh, in the Millennium Reign. But there is going to be a Millennial Temple, uh, and there is going to be sacrifices that are going to be done. So, uh, good question. And I'll have to look at that some more and study it some more, and and uh, and uh, we'll s- try to maybe get a little bit of clarification during the show on that. Uh, but Carol, thanks for calling. Very good question that you just asked. Hey, give me a call three zero three six nine zero three thousand. Do my best to answer your questions. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Biggs. We got some open lines. When somebody hangs up, there you know that there's an open line right away. So it's great just to be able to to grab one of those open lines. Um, let's go to Nora in Maryland. Hi, Nora. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I am good. Good. Uh, um, I, ha- I need a prayer request for my uh-huh. three kids. Well, I have three kids, and they are all adults. Uh, I grew up in a very Christian home, Sunday school and everything. Um, but unfortunately, I did not continue that, uh, so I didn't teach them the Bible or took them to Sunday school. So now they are adults, and they have no clue. They don't understand the Bible or anything. Um, so I talked to them and explained to them, you know, about eternity and gave them some Bibles. And two of them, they are they started to read it. So I just need prayer request that the Holy Spirit will open their hearts and eyes so they can understand the Word. Yeah, and what you do is you keep praying for them. You keep praying for them, you keep ministering mm-hmm. to them, never give up. And so, Father, I pray for Nora, for her adult children. Um, and I just pray that as she ministers to them, as she gives them the Word of God, the promises of God, uh, the gospel that they would be open, their eyes would be opened up, because we know that the enemy blinds those of the world, and that you would soften their hearts, and you would draw them to yourself. So, Lord, I pray for that working in their lives. I pray that you give Nora just uh, wisdom and help as she ministers and what to say to them, Scripture given to them. I just pray that you would uh, just uh, minister in a powerful way and bring in salvation to this household, bring in salvation to her children. And Lord, uh, we just lift them up to you. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you for calling, Nora. Keep praying and you know, keep reminding us to pray with you as well. Feel free to call back and we'll keep praying. All right? All right. Thank you. I will. Okay. Bye. God bless you. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. And, hey, Carol, if you're listening, I, I was pulling up some of my notes on the, the animal sacrifices um, and um, just kind of going through it. So 
Uh, sometime during this show, when we get a little break, I'm going to, I'm going to, to just give you a little bit better answer on that, um, why there is uh, animal sacrifices in the Millennium Kingdom, and uh, maybe just make it a little bit clearer for you. So you hang on. You keep listening, and uh, and I'll let you know as soon as I get a break in the calls. But we do have a uh, couple open lines. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. And uh, let's go to the Word of God together. Let's answer those questions. You know, what really blesses me is, like Carol and others, that are really studying the Word of God and they're asking these questions. And we want to be ready to give an answer for you as best as we know how. But let's go to Jason in New Jersey. Jason? Hi, Pastor. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for calling. Yeah, Pastor, but my question is about bringing my wife and my children to a Bible-based church. My wife was raised in a very Catholic church. Um, she's okay with the with the, the Bible-based church. What she's not okay with is modern gospel music, where most of the Bible-based churches, especially the one that's in town that I found that fits us well, um, is modern rock, if you will, guitars, drums, and she just, in her upbringing in the Catholic Church, she feels that's not proper, if you will. How can I show her that that's okay? Yeah, and I think showing some Scripture, um, like in the Psalms, um, you know, Scripture about worship and, uh, you know, uh, about a new song. Uh, we know that the Scripture speaks of having a new song, Um uh, how David worshipped. Uh, you, you know, when my wife and I um, started dating and we got engaged, she went to a very um, con- conservative Presbyterian church with hymns and a choir, and then I was going to Calvary Chapel, this little church, and mm-hmm. when she came, she, she liked the Bible you know, teaching, but the music was different, and the whole contemporary, this is 30 years ago, and this is 30 mm-hmm. years ago when contemporary music wasn't super popular in churches. It was just, you know, in the Calvary chapels, it was growing. And right. I, I think it just took time for her to get used to it. Um, I mm. think that some people that they they feel like worship, especially if they grow up in, um, you know, uh, in the, uh, you know, a very conservative uh, uh, denomination or in the Catholic church, or it's very... Uh, reserved is is the music can be, and that's what they're used to, and that's what they assume, or they're even taught in some circles. And I think mm-hmm. that just you know showing them and talking with them that worship um, is really worship from the heart. It's worship mm-hmm. for us to give thanks to the Lord, praise Him. Um, that uh, there's a new song. You know, there's nothing wrong with the music that they have, but you can go through that. And one of the things that, that, you know, I've talked to people about is you can sing the hymns, you can sing the very, um, you know, uh, liturgical kind of songs that you've been used to, but you're not really worshiping. It's just Mm. going through the motions. The same thing can happen with uh, contemporary songs as well. So Mm -hmm. the whole idea is the heart. And, you know, David talks about singing a new song to the Lord, praising the Lord. Um, that mm-hmm. it is something that comes from a heart to give to him. And you can go through the New Testament, the book of Philippians, where Paul writes, praise the Lord. Again, I say rejoice always uh, in the Lord. 
and and to bring out those things. But music is is something that uh, you know is one of those areas that people can um, you know have different opinions and different thoughts on. So I would be patient, just pray with her and show her mm-hmm. as much scripture as she can about that. And uh, that worship is really from the heart, uh, whether it's, you know, hymn songs or whether it's contemporary or whatever the songs may be. And it comes from the heart. So I would just start there in that area, uh, Jason. And it is okay. It is okay uh, to be able to worship um, and to raise your hands. That's a good thing. And it blesses the Lord. And it's like a sweet smell and aroma unto the Lord uh, when we give our Mm. praises to him. So those are Wonderful. those are things, yeah. Those are things that I would uh, really, uh, really, you know, focus on and talk to her about and help her through. Sure. Where you mentioned Psalms, I mean that's a that's a pretty long book. <laughs> Is there anything particular in Psalms I should look for? Any any number in particular I should start with, or well, or just go, go through, the, through all of it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, the Psalms is really. It's so amazing. Um, in, let me give you a few verses. In Psalm 33 mm-hmm. is verse 3, uh, sing to him a new song. Um, mm. In Psalm 40, verse 3, he has put a new song in my mouth. Praise to our God. Many will see it in fear and, and will trust the Lord. Um, you have uh, Psalm 96. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. So you see that theme throughout Psalm 98, verse 1. Sing to the Lord a new song. Um, and uh, That's perfect. Sing Thank you. That, those, are, those, those, yeah. are, those are great. Thank you. <laughs> and then also you can go to Isaiah. Isaiah 42, verse 10 has the same thing. And then in the New Testament, Revelation chapter 5, verse 9, and they sang a new song. This is, this is us before the throne of God. And that was a new song. So those were, it talks about a new song and uh, for worship to be refreshing, um, to be um, new, to be uh, celebratory, um, to be, you know, upbeat. And uh, it doesn't have to be somber. It doesn't have to be, you know, just uh, all that. But um, that's where I would encourage her in. I appreciate that. I like what you said about going through the motions. I feel that that's where we were within the Catholic Church, just going through the motions, not being fed like we should be. So I really appreciate what you said. We found a Cavalry Chapel actually in town, so really happy to have found that church. And I thank you for what you do, and uh, thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. Thanks for calling in. Hey, Jason. Hey, Patrick. Take care. Yes, sir. Can I pray for you real quick? Oh, thank you. Please. Yeah. Father, I pray for Jason is as they are getting taught the Word of God. And, and worship is a big part of the service, so I pray that, that um, you know, with the differences with music, with his wife, that she uh, would come to, to really enter into worship, both of them together, and in the service, that you would minister to her heart these things, as Scripture says, and the things that you desire, and um, to show her through worship and, Lord, that you would do that work. And I just pray that you give Jason just wisdom as he ministers to his wife. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you. God Have bless you. Have a good day. You. Take care. You too. All right. Hey, 303-690-3000 is the number to call. 
Um, I wanted to, you know, just looking at some of my notes again, Carol, that you're asking about sacrifices, and we know that the Old Testament sacrifices wasn't enough to take away, um, you know, sin. We we kind of established that that only Jesus Christ, His death on the cross. So uh, so scholars, you know, again, as I told you. Uh, agree that the purpose of animal sacrifices during the Millennium Kingdom is memorial in nature. Kind of like as the Lord's Supper is a reminder of the death of Jesus Christ to the church today, um, that the animal sacrifices will be a reminder during the Millennium Kingdom uh, to those born during the Millennium Kingdom. Um, the animal sacrifices are object lesson um, and um, that you know, that righteousness and holiness will prevail. Um, and, the you know, so it's it's a memorial and purpose, uh, and that's the purpose of it. Uh, but to also uh, that Jesus will be sitting on the throne, and he is the one that has died for our sins. So anyway, just a few things that I have in my notes. Hey, 303-690-3000 is the number to call uh, to be on the show. And also... A text line is 720-336-0897, and um, you can text in a question or a prayer request. But I want to look at where I'm at, and let's go to Joe in Maryland. Hi, Joe. Joe, are you with me? Okay. Joe had a question, and I might go ahead and answer it. Um so Joe is asking, what is Jesus doing on his throne now? Uh, we know that he sits at the right hand of the Father. And the neat thing, what he's doing, is that he makes intercession for us. And that's what um, the New Testament says. That he sits at the right hand of the Father making intercession for us. So I love that truth because uh, he intercedes for us. He's our advocate. He's our defense attorney. But also as we pray, making intercession for us, it's wonderful to know that uh, Jesus is making intercession for us. Also, Roman tells us that the Holy Spirit makes intercession for us, and that's a pretty good tag team, I think. So Jesus is making intercession for us as he sits at the right hand of the Father. Uh, he's our advocate. He's our defense attorney. First John declares that, um, and I'm so glad that he is there. So uh, if you want to have a further discussion on that, give me a call, uh, Joe. Call back if you can. Uh, if you can hear us, and we'd be happy to talk more about that. Uh, 303-690-3000 is the number to call, and uh, 720-336-0897 is the text line. Um, let's go to line two. Macaulay? Macaulay, am I saying that right? Macaulay. Macaulay, okay. How are you, Macaulay? I'm good, and you? I'm good. Thanks for calling in. Yeah. So my prayer request is for students that are going to the fall semester, especially during the winter time, they tend to fall into depression and, you know, like the stress of school. And some of them commit suicide and some of them, you know, they're just like in a really sad state. So that is my prayer request that we should pray for them. Yeah. Uh, this upcoming Absolutely. semester. And then my question is about modesty. A lot of uh -huh. uh, younger Christian girls, I mean, including me, I struggle with modesty. Um, just like, for example, is it is it appropriate to wear a bikini to the, the beach? 
I talk with my mom about this, but I mean, she gives me her advice and she turned me to the Bible and stuff, but it's just sometimes it's like, is it like really that big of a deal? (laughs) (laughs) You you know, and you're asking a good question, uh, Macaulay, because the Bible does talk about modesty. And and I think it is something for you to really pray about. You know, can I go to the beach? People ask, can I, you know, wear, you know, uh, you know, you know, skirts that maybe some look at that uh, seem to be a little bit short, whatever the case may be. And yeah. I, I think, Macaulay, for you, here's the thing, is that's a determination that you need to make as you pray to the Lord. And our motivation should always be that I want to please the Lord. Um, I want to please the Lord in what I do. And I'm just going to give you this verse, and then I want you to pray through it and just really ask the Lord to give you guides and direction. Because, you know, your parents or I can say, you know, no, absolutely not, or, you know, this is the code. And and some people do that, but, you know, it needs to come from the heart. It needs to come from a heart that you desire to please Him in every way. And and Peter writes in 1 Peter chapter 3, that don't let your adornment be merely outward, arranging the hair, wearing gold, or putting on fine apparel. Rather, let it be hidden person of the heart, the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. So, Macaulay, here's the thing, that the Lord desires for you to just have that inner beauty that really shines. And I think that with young people, you know, they want to look good, they, they want to look fashionable, whatever the case may be. I don't, I don't know what their motives are. But keep in mind that the the beauty that pleases the Lord is that inner beauty. And and don't just let it be merely outward is what the Bible says to us. But that modesty is to where, you know, here's the thing, and, and I raised some daughters that um, we live in a culture where um, visual is very, very much out there and there are a lot of people looking. And you don't want people just looking at you outwardly to some people that's the priority you know oh look at that look at that bikini you know all these things that short skirt but you want them to see your inner beauty so really it's up to you how can i do that in a way that the inner beauty trumps and prioritizes the outward beauty and you know young guys get distracted uh, very very easily Um, with what their eyes are looking at but what you want them to do is have their eyes look at your inner beauty and and that's what i think that you should pray through and and really desire to 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 go to the lord too because he's going to minister to you and he's going to guide you in that way does that make any sense yeah and sometimes i get the question in my head like i know i'm pleasing god but also like am i like pleasing like guys or something you know, well, it's here, here's the of, thing. Yeah. Young young guys, you know, they, they can look and, you know, the, the physical attraction, the lust is there and all of that. And, you know, here's the thing, you, you know, um, you want to make sure that, um, you know, that people just aren't looking at you physically but more than anything that they're looking at you spiritually. And that's, I think, the point that I'm trying to get across. You have to make that determination. It's not saying that you can't, you know, 
um, put on makeup. You, you know, you can't look nice or anything like that. But just pray through those, you know, really seek, um, you know, God's wisdom in that. And to say, Lord, I want to have an inward beauty that is a priority, to have a, a, a beauty that is uh, of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is very precious in your sight. And am I doing that in, in what I wear and where I go and what I do? It's partly the liberty that we have in Christ, okay? And so right. be thinking about that, okay, and, um, right. and pray through that. And the Lord will guide you. He'll 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 guide you in that. All right. Thank you, Macaulay. I'll be praying. Okay. God bless you. Appreciate you calling. Hey, we're going to go to break here. It is a two-minute break. I wish I had a little bit more time that we could have talked, but uh, we'll be right back in a couple minutes. You're listening to Calvary Live. Grab one of those open lines that we have. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And you just heard those numbers that you can be a part of the program, the second half of Calvary Live. So give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text a question or a prayer request at 720-336-0897. 0897. Hey, right before the break, we kind of got cut off. I was talking to Macaulay, and and uh, she was asking a very good question about modesty and the guidelines to that. And uh, so, and she also asked for a prayer request. So, I do want to take a minute and pray for all those who are going back to school because she brought up a very good point that uh, our young people are under a lot of stress and uh, for different reasons. And so, we want to pray for those that are going to be heading back. Uh, some I know. Uh, here in the Greeley area are going back as soon as Monday uh, on the you know fifth of August and and so uh, in August is when kids go back and their uh, kids going back to universities later in the month so we do want to pray but uh, one of the things that when it comes to our liberty when it comes to doubtful things um, one of the things the guideline to give us is how we dress or you know what we watch where we go and participate in is number one. Uh, does it bring honor to the Lord? Can the Lord look at it and say, this is good is, is what can guide us in those areas. And second of all, is it going to stumble people? Is it going to stumble them in their Liberty? Um, and, uh, you don't want to stumble people, uh, in any way for the sake of sensitivity, uh, to others and love. So those are two big questions that you can ask. And number three, is it really going to hurt me? You know, is it, can I look at this and say, this is good, uh, or not. And if it isn't good, uh, that perhaps, um, good in the eyes of the Lord, um, in pleasing to the Lord, uh, in some way, uh, then we need to reconsider. But those are all things that we have to pray through in this whole issue of liberties when it comes to dress or music or any of those things um, that uh, can come up in our Christian lives. So, uh, Father, I do pray uh, for uh, Macaulay. wanted uh, prayer for those young people that are going to be heading back in the middle schoolers, particularly in high school and college, and our young people are under a lot of stress, and I just pray that you would minister to them. I, I pray that uh, that uh, those particularly who are Christians that are in the schools, 
and I know that there's public schools, there's private schools, there's um, homeschool, uh, whatever the case is, that, Lord, that they would be a light, that you would strengthen them, that you would bless them, and use them to be able to minister to others. And I do pray for our young people because there's a lot of temptation out there. There can be a lot of pulling of the world. And I, I just pray that more than anything, that they would grow in a heart for you to desire to please you, that you would guide them in, in you know, what they watch and, and, and what they participate in and uh, what they wear, all these things. Because, Lord, you care about every area of our lives, that there would be an inner beauty in us that would shine and a light to others. So, Lord, I just pray that uh, as a lot of our kids are under stress and under a lot of pressure, prepare pressure, that you, Lord, that you bring your comfort and guidance to them in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. So very important as our kids are going to be going back to school here in the next few weeks, and uh, summer's going to be wrapping up. Be sure to be praying for your kids, be praying for your schools, uh, praying for the teachers that are there. Uh, So important that we do that. Hey, let's go continue with phone lines. We do have a couple open lines, I believe. And so 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Let's go to uh, Terry in Aurora. Hi, Terry. Hello. Terry. Uh, comment for your pastor or your caller. I believe it was in New Jersey about getting his wife to like music more. Yeah. And that uh, perhaps, you know, I used it with my wife that I often, while we're singing in church, I'll be often looking in her eyes because these are love songs and the Lord lives in us. And if yeah. he's singing those songs, looking into her eyes, he's singing to the Lord. And even at home, if he plays that music at home and dances with her, and they can sing the music or you know the words to each other, they're both singing to the Lord, and they can help their relationship that way, perhaps. And yeah. maybe she and, can enjoy and, the music more. Right, and that's one of the things that um, that is a good point. Is I think our home should be filled with the praises of God. Uh, we know that that's scriptural uh, in the Book of Ephesians. Uh, you know, in that whole area right before he goes into the roles of uh, men and uh, husbands and wives, that is, he talks about um, how our lives should be. Let me read it to you in Ephesians um, chapter 5. He says, Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. And so I believe that our home should be full of the praises of God the musics of God and the praises of God. And I think also that um, many of those songs will speak to us. I know they speak to me in, in a powerful, powerful way, very anointed songs that that um, come. And so I think that's a good uh, comment, you know, to, to really just, um, you're singing, it's a love song to Jesus. You're, you're, expressing your praise and your love to him with a heart of thanksgiving. And that's all part, a very important part of worship. So appreciate your comments, Terry. Alrighty, Have a great day. You too. God bless you. Appreciate it. Okay, we do have a couple open lines, 303-690-3000. Um, and so give us a call. I believe that all lines are open right now. And worship, you know, worship is a very important part of our Christian lives, as you know that. Um, and uh, worship is something that we're going to be doing for all eternity. And I think about 
I was, I was mentioning to her a caller earlier that was wondering about worship, you know, a new song. We're going to be singing a new song in heaven in Revelation chapter 5 as we all stand before the throne of God, that he has redeemed us, you know, uh, to himself by his precious blood out of every tribe, tongue, people, and nation. And, and we are going to be spent in eternity worshiping him. So, you know, I think worship is such an important, vital part of our Christian lives and part of the the service uh, as well as we gather on Sunday mornings to be able to come together corporately with one heart, one accord, and sing our praises to the Lord. And it should be something that is not boring, not routine, um, any of those things. It should be fresh and new and not just an exercise that we go through, but it is something that we really participate in and it's something that we look forward to. And so my prayer is that for us here at church and for the families that we would be worshipers and uh, that we would really, truly worship with our hearts, um, with one voice, hearts of thanksgiving and praise to the Lord. And that's what we see in the scriptures. So um, just some some really uh, good thoughts that we have on worship, and uh, we want to be able to do that with the Lord. Hey, we got all open lines, so I am going to go to the uh, text line, and as we have time, uh, there's a question that came. Does the Antichrist come on the scene before or after after the rapture of the church? Um, I believe that the rapture is going to happen before the tribulation period, um, before Revelation chapter 6, where we see the rider coming on a white horse, and that is the Antichrist. As the Antichrist uh, will come on the scene to be uh, one that will, will be a world leader, that will deceive the world. So I believe that uh, the rapture will take place before the tribulation period. So the Antichrist will come on the scene after the church is taken out of and away from the hour of tribulation, that shall come upon the whole earth to test those who dwell on the earth. But I also th- believe that Scripture gives us a hint of that as we read in Second Thessalonians chapter 2. And Paul's writing about uh, the uh, rapture of the church. He's writing about the Antichrist. He's writing about the day of the Lord. And he says this uh, for the mystery in verse 7 of Second Thessalonians chapter 2, that the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. And then the lawless one, which is the Antichrist, will be revealed. Um, so I think that Second Thessalonians chapter 2 tells us that there's a restraining factor that is taking place right now, and that is the church. When he, that is uh, the Holy Spirit that indwells the church, when we, uh, as a restraining uh, factor, we, you know, as Christians, we are light, we are salt. We are restraining from complete lawlessness just taking over the world. Uh, our prayers uh, are, are, you know, given, and our light is given, and our witness is given. Can you imagine what this world would be like without, without any Christians? And when we are taken out of the way, that restraining factor is taken out of the way, is what we're told in Second Thessalonians chapter 2, and then the lawless one will be revealed. So I believe that we will be taken out of you know, this world, the church, and the rapture of the church, and then the Antichrist will come on the scene. Now, can the Antichrist be alive today? Yes, he can be alive today if we are 
you know, close to, you know, the return of the Lord uh, and that seven-year period called the tribulation period that will begin afterwards. If we're that close to uh, the Lord coming back, um, then he very much could be alive today, but he won't be revealed to the world um, until after the rapture of the church. So that's why in the scriptures, I believe, that we are told that we are to be looking for Jesus Christ. We're never told to be looking for Antichrist. So the answer to the question is uh, he will come on the scene after the rapture of the church. And I believe that the scripture gives indication of that. Um, so, hey, let's, uh, you got some open lines, 303-690-3000. Let's go to Michael in Fort Collins. Hi, Michael. Hello. Hi, Michael. You're on Calvary Live. And I have a prayer request. Okay. My nephew, Eric, was in line to inherit a fourth-generation beekeeping company from Live Oak, Florida, and Fuckwana, South Dakota. And he wrecked the semi. And now he's in a total body cast. Oh, no. And uh, they don't know if he's even going to live through this. And all my sisters, I'm the youngest of 13, and I lost three brothers and my mother last year. I'm so sorry. And I still have all my sisters, but... They're in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, mm -hmm. in a hospital, okay. and uh, Eric's in a body cast. I don't even know what a body cast is. Well, he's obviously been seriously injured, and um, and with this this crash in the semi. So, you know, we're going to lift him up to the Lord, Michael. And, uh, Father, we do that right now. We just pray for Eric. Uh, you know how serious his injuries are. And, um, and so I thank you that Michael calls, that he's, he knows that prayer is needed for his nephew. So we just pray that his injuries, as serious as they are, would heal. Um, Lord, we pray that you give the doctors and the nurses, that you would give them wisdom, that you would give them um, just... Um, just understanding uh, to be able to help him in his uh, broken bones or whatever is going on uh, with him, the serious injuries, internal injuries, whatever, that they would heal and that you would work and that you would just minister to Eric. And Lord, uh, any of the family that's there uh, who's t you know, watching him, Lord, we just pray because you're the one that we can cast our cares upon you because you care for us and you care for Eric. So we ask for this. I just pray that you be with Michael, that you would um, just help him to be able uh, to talk to the family, to be able to minister in any way that he can, but he can minister through prayer. So, Lord, uh, I just pray that um, as Michael asks for prayer, 
um, as he continues to pray for his nephew, Eric, that you would give him a peace that passes understanding and comfort. And Lord, we just pray that you would just work in this situation in a powerful, powerful way. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you, Michael. We'll keep... Go ahead. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll keep praying. Keep us updated, Michael, okay? Okay. I can do that. I'd listen to 89.7 all day long. Good, good, good. That's a good, good station to listen to, being you know, taking in the Word of God, you know, all day long, and what a great opportunity, what a great privilege it is, uh, the ministry of Grace FM and the teachers and taking in the Word of God. So glad to hear that. Keep listening. And uh, if you need more prayer, Michael, call back, and we'll, we'll keep praying with you and for you and for your nephew, okay? Okay. I appreciate uh, it. You bet. You have a good evening. All right. 303-690-3000 is the number to call as we got some time left. I think we got all open lines, and uh, that text line is 720-336-0897. You know, prayer is so important, and uh, we need to be praying for one another. We need to uh, continue to pray. Prayer is so powerful, you know, and in the Hebrews, I believe it's chapter 4, says that we can go to the throne of grace in time of need. And uh, I'm so grateful for that. I'm so thankful that we can do that. Uh, and to be able to to give our prayers to the Lord. Uh, we talked about earlier that somebody was asking, uh, that called from the East Coast about what is Jesus doing uh, on the throne. He sits at the right hand of the Father, ever making intercession for us. Um, and we he we can give our prayers to him. And it's amazing to think as as we pray for people, intercede on behalf of people that their names are presented before the throne of God. Um, and I'm so grateful that we have a great high priest that is sympathetic and compassionate towards us and desires for us to come to him, who says, ask, please ask, that your joy may be full, that he cares about every area of our lives. Uh, and uh, even in those times when we don't know how to pray or what to pray, is difficult. We don't know what God's will is that we have the Holy Spirit according to Romans chapter 8, verse 26, uh, as we learned that likewise the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray, for we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And in those times where you know things are going bad and uh, we're concerned and people around us are hurting or we're hurting ourselves, we don't know what God's will is, uh, where we're so overwhelmed. It's just the groanings are in our hearts. The Holy Spirit takes that and and presents them before the throne of God. And uh, he makes intercession with groanings which cannot be uttered. And um, he, he makes intercession in those times when we don't know what to pray as we ought. Um, Lord, what is your will? Uh, I, I'm so overwhelmed, and I am so thankful for that. And that we have that. Uh, so prayer is so very important. And, and uh, so you have people that you're praying for. Don't stop praying. Keep praying for them. Keep presenting them before the throne of God because uh, you have the Holy Spirit that makes intercession. You have Jesus that makes intercession. And you have a loving Father that cares for us and, and desires for us 
to pray. So um, keep praying and, and keep doing that. Um, and, uh, you know, it's the, the vehicle in which God's work is, is prayer. So 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Um, I want to, uh, interesting that somebody said, uh, asked a question on our text line. Is it biblical for a man to take his hat off during prayer? And um, what is interesting about that is, you know, usually traditionally, uh, like when we do the, um, you know, national anthem, people remove their hats and stuff. Uh, there's nothing that says that we have to take our hats off. Uh, in the Old Testament under uh, Judaism, and even today, if you go to the Western Wall and pray, you have to have a head covering. Um, and, and Paul talks about head coverings but he's in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, but he's talking about authority, and he's talking about um, you know structure in the church and order in the church. So there's really nothing else that says about that we have to remove our hats. You know, here we get young people that come in and they have their ball caps on and stuff, and I don't tell them to remove their ball caps. Um, and um, they just come in. I want them to be here. I want them to be able to come in. Uh, but some people, they feel it's an act of respect to remove their hats uh, during that time of prayer, or uh, they've been taught that, and that's fine as well. So that's one of those doubtful things that Paul talks about. Don't divide over those things. And some people are are really, um, you know, adamant. Uh, I remember there were some young kids that were coming. Uh, they were coming. They're brand new in the Lord, and, and somebody told them they had to take their hats off, you know, you know, during service. And I said, leave them alone. Leave them alone. So the Bible's not real clear on it, and it isn't something to divide over. So it's the matter of the conscience uh, is, you know, uh, whether you do that or not. Um, another, let's see, let me go to the, my call screen and yeah, let's go to line one to Connie and Fountain. Connie. Hello. Yes. Hi, Connie. You're on Calvary Live. Hi. I listen to your station every day. I love your station. (laughs) And, um, I have a prayer request and a question. Okay. You want to start with the question and then we'll go Um, to the prayer request. Uh, my question is, it goes along with my question. Um, okay. My son is a homosexual, and he has been a homosexual for many years, and I've been praying for his salvation. And um, I just, uh, he just told me that he's getting married next year, and okay. he wants me and his dad and the whole family to go to his wedding. And I don't feel like I should go. I I love him, but I don't approve of his lifestyle or or the marriage, obviously. So I wanted right. to ask you, what do you think? Do you think I should go? I mean, I love him, but I don't love the sin, you know. Yeah, um, I know. And you know what, Connie? You continue to love him. You continue to love him through this. And this is a decision that, you know, um, that you guys are going to have to make because here's the thing, and and. I've had parents come that agonize over this because yeah. they do, they love their kids and they, they want to remain, you know, open to that relationship with them um, right. to be able to minister to them. And it, and I think that is important. The thing about a, a wedding when it's a same sex wedding is, um, and this is what you got to pray through. 
that those who go to a wedding, it's going to a wedding to show that this is a, a celebration. This is a time right. of joy. This is a mm-hmm. time of support. So it's not joy that's for what, me. <laughs> yeah, it's not joy, and, and it's hard mm-hmm. to support. So that's what makes it different, uh, difficult. That's yeah. where in the honesty of your heart that you guys got to make that decision. And, um, you know, and that's very, very, very difficult, a very painful decision. And, um, and it's not just you, but for, you know, your son as well. But um, usually when you go to a wedding, you are going to the wedding to show your approval uh, right. of that marriage and coming together. So right. that's what you know, the decision that you have to make, and that's what well, you're facing. My, see, we're div- my husband and I are, well, his dad and I are divorced. Divorced. Okay. We've been divorced for a long time. So, um, but he's not, his dad isn't a Christian, and he's right. going to go. He's definitely going to go. Yeah. But I I don't think I should go because I don't, yeah. I don't approve of it. I'm not, I'm not going to be full of joy over there. I'm going to be devastated. Yeah. To be watching Connie, this, you know. As, as yeah, and the thing about it is, the Lord will give you a peace that rules in your heart, and that word "rule" means to make the call. And yeah. if you don't have a peace about going, the Lord's making a call, and right. for you. And I just can't do it. You can still express, and I would encourage you, your love for your son, and that you're praying for him. Yeah, and, he probably uh, won't ever talk to me again if I don't go. But you know. That's well, yeah. But the Bible says yeah. that, you know, <laughs> your family's going to, the unbelieving family is not going to go along with what you believe because they're going to yeah. be against God. So Yeah, it is so uh, hard, isn't it? It is so hard. So hard. And, and um, you know, my daughter, I, I have a double whammy. My daughter's a lesbian, too. I only have two kids, uh, and they're okay. both, my daughter's a lesbian. And yeah. I'm praying well, for both gonna, of them. Yeah, you keep praying. And as much as you can, you know, there's a time where we stand for righteousness and there's, you know, we speak the truth in love to others. Jesus yeah. would say, you know, um, that I didn't come to bring peace, but a sword to yeah. divide mother from daughter, you know, father yeah. from son, um, because he is the one that has preeminence in our lives. And, and, and that is, there is a cost in that. And it can be a very painful cost. And, um, but as much as you can, you want to keep that relationship going. You want to pray for them, and you keep praying for them. And, um, but very tenderly, um, you know, telling them that I can't go. I don't have the peace to go. Um, yeah. And, and um, you know, that's, that's where it gets very hard, and that's where the division yeah. comes. And that's happening more and more, Connie, in the body of Christ. Uh, where relationships are being severed and strained um, mm-hmm. because of the world and making a stand for Jesus Christ. So right. can I pray for you? And my daughter, she's pray, that, pray for my daughter that she she doesn't want to have nothing to do with me. Okay. She hates me, so um, <laughs> just pray that God okay. will change her. <laughs> Absolutely, and, Connie. Father, I pray for Connie as a mom that's hurting for her children. And I can sense in her voice she loves her son and, and her daughter. And, and, Lord, she does. And I just pray that somehow that they would know that a love of a mother doesn't go away because they choose a lifestyle that your word says is sin. 
But Lord, as Connie makes this painful decision about her son uh, in the wedding, Lord, that somehow you would work. Somehow you would work a miracle, that you would touch them, that you would minister to them. I pray for their salvation, and that's what she's praying for, that you would take the blindfold away, you soften their hearts. Um, they, they would see that you are calling them to you and to live for them. So, Lord, I just pray for that work. I just pray for Connie as she's hurting, that you bring the comfort that she needs, the wisdom that she needs, and, Lord, that she would never stop praying for her kids. So we lift them up to you. We lift them up for you to work a miracle, for you to work a miracle in her family. And, Lord, that you would help Connie to stay strong in you because it is so hard in the days we were living in where there is that division. Um, and um, and where there is that separation. So, Lord, uh, be with Connie. Give her the comfort she needs. Bless her the strength that she needs. Uh, and show yourself strong on their behalf of this family. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Connie, I'll be praying for you, okay? Thank you. All right. God bless you. God bless you, too. Thank you for your, for your uh, program. Absolutely. It's a privilege to, to be on the air. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. God bless you. Not God easy, bless you is too. it? Uh huh. Not easy, is it, folks? We're coming to the end of the show. Not easy. And that's why we need to pray and encourage each other and keep looking to the Lord in every way. Hey, thanks everybody for calling. Um, just what a blessing it's been this last hour. And looking forward to being with you again later on in the week. Uh, Keep close to the Lord. Keep reading your Bibles and keep in prayer. God bless you, and we'll talk to you next time. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.